0: From the Health Section of the New York Times How to Make Home Birth a Safer Option by Aaron E. Carroll Many medical students are taught this adage. When you hear hoofbeats, think of horses, not zebras. It means that we, as physicians, need to remember that common things are common and that we shouldn't immediately focus on the rare or esoteric. As a pediatrician, for instance, I have to constantly remind myself that the vast, vast majority of children are healthy. Just because I encounter mostly sick children in the clinic doesn't mean otherwise. I see a skewed population. Recently, a new study comparing the safety of home or birth center deliveries with hospital deliveries led to headlines proclaiming that babies not born in hospitals were significantly more likely to die. I have no trouble believing that's the case. That's the zebra, though. There are a number of people in the United States who would rather have their baby at home. I'm not going to lay all of my cards and biases here on the table. I recoil at this thought. Why? Because pretty much the worst things I saw in residency occurred with a home birth. I can't help myself. I hear home birth, and I think of zebras. I and my wife feared the deaths of our babies during delivery so much that we chose in-hospital births. Our zeal to minimize that specific risk outweighed any other considerations. If faced with a decision again, I don't doubt we'd choose the same. But that doesn't mean everyone prioritizes risks the same way. Women should also know that if they're in the hospital, they are more likely to get an induction, augmentation, or other labor-related procedure. They're more likely to get a cesarean section. Their children are more likely to be admitted to the intensive care unit and spend time separated from them after birth. It's perfectly rational for parents to accept a statistically significant but relatively rarer higher risk of one bad outcome to avoid another home births are gaining in popularity. In Britain, about 10% of births don't happen in a hospital. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that in 2012, more than 53,000 births took place out of the hospital in the United States. More than 35,000 took place at home, the rest at dedicated birth centers. Out-of-hospital births are a small percentage of overall deliveries, about 1.36%, but the rate has been increasing since 2004, when they were about 0.8%. In some states, like Alaska, 6%, Montana, 3.9%, and Oregon, 3.8%. Out-of-hospital births are even more common. In Oregon, data is recorded on birth certificates that allows researchers to know which births were planned for the home and which were planned for the hospital. They can compare outcomes. In 2012 and 2013, researchers found that the rate of perinatal death was significantly higher for births planned at home, 3.9 versus 1.8 per 1,000. That would be an additional death for each 500 births at home. At-home births were also associated with an increased risk of neonatal seizures, However, the risk of admission to an intensive care unit was significantly lower for those born at home. I recently wrote an editorial in JAMA Pediatrics discussing how increased neonatal intensive care use is a possible example of supply-induced care. In other words, those facilities might sometimes be used because they exist and need to be filled, not because infants need them. In the hospital you're also more likely to get a procedure. More than 30% of women with planned in-hospital births had labor-induced versus 1.5% of those with planned at-home births. Almost 25% of those who planned to deliver in the hospital had a cesarean section versus 5.3% of those who planned to deliver at home. It's important to remember that the rates of severe morbidity... Permanent harm or significant temporary harm. And death in women are 27 per 1,000 for planned or low-risk C-section deliveries versus 9 per 1,000 for planned vaginal.